Just a few months after being sworn in as president, John F. Kennedy said the following in a speech given before the American Newspaper Publishers Association. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. On November 22, 1963, President Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas. There are hours of damning evidence clearly showing that the CIA, organized crime, and the highest levels of the U.S. federal government were all involved in the assassination of John F. Kennedy, including the magic bullet, the grassy knoll, and the presence of young CIA asset George H.W. Bush in Dallas that day, a day that he claims he could not remember. But the entire operation was blamed on a single lone gunman. An hour after hearing that his brother was Robert Kennedy told his close aide that he was surprised it wasn't him. He thought that he would be the one they would get. Over the next few days, he wrote letters to his children, charging them with the responsibility to love and serve their country and to remember what their uncle John had started. A few years later, the New York Times published an article claiming that President Kennedy told one of the highest officials in his administration that he wanted to splinter the CIA in a thousand pieces and scatter it to the winds. On March 16, 1968, Robert Kennedy officially announced he was running for president. On June 5th, following major victories in the primaries, he was gunned down after giving a speech at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles, California. Nina Rhodes Hughes was one of a small few who witnessed the assassination, and she claims there was another shooter. She later expressed outrage that the police ignored her statement. The shot that Robert Kennedy was fired up close in the back of his head, and the whole operation was blamed on a single lone gunman who was standing in front of him. But it appears that they concluded within about an hour's time that Saran acted alone, or that was going to be their conclusion, and they thereafter tailored all of the evidence to fit that conclusion. Regicide is the ritual killing of a king to memorialize a subversion of power. And while the Kennedy family is as greasy as the rest of the swamp, the two brothers stand out like mythical kings. Aside from Dr. Ron Paul, who said we need to get rid of them completely, nobody in government questions the crimes of the CIA. While promoting a book on television in 1978, a young RFK Jr. referred to American politics as a one-party system and his father and uncle's demise as an occupational hazard. In March of 1999, John F. Kennedy Jr. had a meeting to plan a run for the 2000 U.S. Senate election against Hillary Clinton. Four months later, he died in a fatal plane crash with all the telltale signs of a cover-up. Recently declassified documents show that Lee Harvey Oswald, the alleged lone gunman in the JFK, was a CIA asset. RFK Jr. is running for president in 2024 and calls out the CIA. 
He also blames the CIA for his uncle, which he calls a successful coup d'etat from which our democracy has never recovered. And he believes that his father was a by the security guard who shot him from behind after pushing him into their patsy. Sirhan Sirhan. One of the interesting things about this case is that Sirhan Sirhan was reportedly in front of Robert Kennedy and investigators initially said that he was by a gunshot wound that went through the back of him. So in 2003, the CIA released a classified document with the subject heading analysis and assessment of gateway process, a process that utilizes audio frequencies to achieve brain hemisphere synchronization. In order to provide a thorough evaluation, the document covers the techniques of hypnosis, biofeedback, and transcendental meditation, thereby providing a modern scientific account of an ancient guarded knowledge of mankind's spiritual potential, a potential that could save humanity from the mind control tactics being used to divide and enslave us. The left brain is the mind's verbal and linear reasoning component. It categorizes and assigns meaning to incoming stimuli and passes this resulting information to the right brain, which is non-critical and accepts whatever information it is given without question. The left brain is the ego mind. It operates on autopilot and can be easily swayed by external stimuli. Most of us are unaware of this because we naturally tend to identify ourselves with the ego. We think that the ego is who we are, but in fact, it is just a part of our mental processing. The right brain is our subconscious mind, and hypnosis is a technique of directly accessing the subconscious by disengaging the ego, giving us self-awareness and control over the subconscious mind. Transcendental Meditation achieves this by practicing single-minded concentration of drawing energy up from the base of the spinal cord and into the brain. With practice, this visual concentration eventually polarizes the cortex, bringing both hemispheres into balance, allowing the individual to transcend the ego mind. With biofeedback, rather than suppressing the left brain as done with hypnosis or ignoring it as done with meditation, the practitioner programs the ego mind with visualization while monitoring the physiological response, thereby programming the subconscious mind by observing the results with real-time biological feedback. The gateway process, also known as hemisync, achieves this same goal by simply listening to specific audio frequencies that bring both hemispheres of the brain into synchronicity with one another. All of these practices, some of which have been taught for millennia, have been proven effective with modern scientific tools. The gateway process has been shown to bring the entire body into a coherent vibration of approximately 7 to 7.5 cycles per second, which then creates a resonance with the electrostatic field of the Earth. It is believed that this resonance is what allows the practitioner to transcend time and space, or in other words, allow their consciousness to leave the body without limitation. What we call physical matter is not solid at all. 
It is more like a highly advanced holographic image made up of different frequencies. What we experience as solid matter is actually the electromagnetic repulsion of certain frequencies. And this includes our own physical body. And so it is believed that the reason these practices work is because our consciousness is not being generated by our bodies, but rather our bodies are being generated by our consciousness. Physicists have proven that the physical world is energy and define time as a measurement of change within this energy. In order for energy to take form, it needs to be limited to a specific vibration. Energy at rest is uniformly extended without limit. It is everywhere at once. This is why humans are able to remote view, which is a term used by the military for their psychic training protocol, wherein they teach an individual to transcend space and time in order to gather information remotely. And this is how Mr. Guy Savelli was able to drop a goat from a hundred feet away with his thoughts. But most importantly, the suppression of this knowledge is how the government is able to program your subconscious mind for you without you even knowing it and control what you perceive to be reality.